Hey, hey, you guys, and welcome back to That's Live Podcast. Damn it, you know why you're here, which originally was kind of a joke, because you know how obnoxious and ridiculous we are, but now you know why you're here is almost like, well, now you're here to discover new things. And with that being said, we do have a very special guest. This is for two weeks straight, you guys. So we've been making sure to bring you some artists that you haven't heard of, or maybe some that you have. I don't know. Maybe you're a follower of these particular artists. We have uh, Danny White or Daniel White with us right now. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good, good. So actually, it was uh, my boy Daniel. Everybody knows Daniel from the podcast. Unless you're a new listener, then you know. go ahead, go into the backlogs. After we get done with this interview, uh, Daniel was the one that was uh, actually shared a video uh, of of you rapping, and you were you were talking about Tourette's and uh, kind of things that were happening while while at your job. And I was like, "Yo, dude, like this guy's sick, man!" And he was like, "We should try to get him on the podcast." I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna shout him out first. Let's shout him out. Let's see what happens from there. And then if he seems to be interested, we'll see about pulling him on." And uh, nonetheless, the stars aligned, and it seems like since then you've been getting a lot of love, man, and that's freaking awesome. So before yeah. we get into where we're at now, let's go ahead. Let's get into the past, man. Uh, where are you from? Where do you hail from, man? So I grew up in Lynn, Massachusetts, and uh, I still live around the Boston area. Um, I'll be honest. It's with all the people that have been following me lately. Now I'm, I'm trying to be careful to <laughs> give out too much detail. <laughs> But I am from the Boston area. Okay, there you go. That's the way to say it. Yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. Where? Somewhere in there. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool, man. So, uh, with that being said, how how did you get into music? Was it particularly rap at the beginning, or did you kind of get into you know pop music and stuff like that? So it's funny. I used to just kind of rap for fun in high school, and originally I started with spoken words. And I remember these people came to my school and they were doing like this uh, spoken word contest and the best ones you got to perform in front of the school. Then you would move on to the next round. And, you know, I wrote one about, you know, living with Tourette's and just like how it, how it impacted me. And I actually didn't get picked because it just straight up wasn't good. At least and, you're honest. You're like, it's yeah, not that it was my Tourette's or anything that held me back. I just kind of didn't write anything good. <laughs> I didn't articu- articulate it the way I wanted to, I guess. And honestly, initially, it kind of pissed me off. But then I started just, you know, looking back at it. And I just started just writing every single day. And then a couple years after high school, I ended up going to Job Corps. I stayed there. I stayed at Job Corps for about three years. And when I first got there, a bunch of kids would freestyle at the smoking area. And I used to just hop in, freestyle for fun. And like with spoken words, I was trying to figure out how I could bridge it between spoken word and hip hop. Because I mean, I always liked hip hop, but my raps were a little, they were just too spoken wordy. I could never kind of bridge that gap. And then yeah. I started freestyling all the time. And I literally from like morning to night in my dorm, I would just write and I would just put an instrumental on, listen to rappers, try to emulate their flow. And then I, I eventually found my own and it just, we, they had a talent show and I actually ended up winning the talent, the first talent show. Then oh, I won yeah. another talent show after. And there was just all these kids that were coming up to me and just, they just said like the things that I was right and was really helping them for whatever they were going through. And that's when I was like, I want to start doing this to help other people. And I don't know, it's been, that was 2015. So now it's 2020. So five years later, now I'm finally 
after every single day of writing, doing open mics, trying to set up shows. It's it's nice to finally get the consistency and the momentum. So. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, people usually say the same thing, uh, or at least I should say that, uh, uh, oh, my God, now I'm brain farting on his name. He's uh, David Bowie. There you go. David Bowie has a song where I believe uh, he says you have five years and supposedly within the five years, if you're an artist, if you don't make it within that five years or you don't see that things start wrapping up, it's like it's just not going to happen. Much like what they say with comedians, usually a comedian making it, quote unquote, takes seven years to get there. So it's super interesting that you're like, I'm hitting that five year mark. And it's like, and you're starting to take off. Yep. It's like, yep. That, that's for some odd reason. It's this weird little, you know, you really have to put your heart into it and eventually yeah. you make it to where you want to get to. Now, before we go ahead and get into all the uh, talent shows and stuff like that, when were you diagnosed with Tourette's at what age? So I was diagnosed at eight years old and you know, I'm 26 years old, so at the time when I was diagnosed, it was still relatively new. It actually wasn't even legally recognized as a disability until a couple years ago. So it was still kind of testing waters for figuring out how they could help it. And so I was diagnosed at eight. I used to make these loud screeching sounds like I would go, <laughs> like, I can't even emulate it right now. But I used to make <laughs> loud sound. I would... Uh, I actually have the same twitches now that I had when I was little. I would roll my eyes, close my eyes tight, open my jaw. And so, you know, I had a mom that was like, oh, my God, my son is Tourette's. I need it. His life's over. I need to do everything I can to help him. And so it was uh, it was an interesting childhood. So eight years old and they say at 18, you know, you you're you either grow out of it or you just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. No, so here I am, 26. Your boy is stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, like, uh, how were some of the challenges from clearly when you ha were diagnosed with it as a kid all the way till now? Do you feel like you've been able to manage it a little bit better or do you feel like it's uh, maybe increased or steadily been the same? So the point I'm at now, I'm very, very proud and happy that I was able to overcome everything I did. But I will say elementary school and middle school were kind of the defining points in my life. And I will be honest, like, even though I'm super confident and there was a lot of, you know, damage that was done when I was little, like oh, elementary sure. school, I actually like not even exaggeration. I had one friend and that wasn't until fourth grade because he was a new student and he also got picked on. So we kind of just stuck with each uh, other, gravitated yeah. towards each other. Yeah. And, uh, one of the big things that honestly kind of got me through elementary school was um, I remember when Dragon Ball Z first came out and my older Tsunami, cousin. Tsunami, baby. Tsunami. <laughs> oh, I used to go to my older cousin's house. He was like, uh, he was like a god to me when I was in like second grade. I was like, this is the coolest kid I've ever met. And I remember he gave me all the shonen jumps. He gave me a bunch of anime. And then, so honestly, elementary school, like, my dad also bought me a Super Nintendo and pretty much any video game I ever wanted. And honestly, if it wasn't for like hobbies and my cousin kind of putting me onto anime and manga, I don't even know how <laughs> what would have happened. I just kind of kept myself occupied and busy. And then middle school, it got, I'd say significantly, significantly worse in the sense where I used to take the 429 bus in Lynn Mass and I would sit in the back of the bus and, 
at least in sixth and seventh grade, kids would kind of just huddle around me and they would like, it was kind of like they were at like a fucking museum and they'd just be like, yo, make that face. Yo, wait, watch. He's going to do it. And so I stopped taking the bus and I ended up walking. But the way I had to go to walk home was actually by the porch all those kids hung out on and they used uh, to do the same thing. So I ended so up So either way, you couldn't avoid it. Yeah, I ended up buying – my mom got me rollerblades, and I ended up taking an even longer way home so I wouldn't have to walk by, like, certain kids like that. And, um, you know, there was also certain members of my family that actually thought it was fake. Interesting. Yeah. and uh, like you're just doing it for well, attention. You're like, if I could control yeah. it, I swear to God I would. And like, There was a certain person I used to stay with every single summer, and I try not – I don't ever want to put – that person's name out there just because if by the stroke of god i ever get to like a crazy level i know for a fact like i'm already seeing people that ride out for me so i would never want anything to come up come up of it because that person affiliated with people that i hold dear to my heart but this person uh when i was little you know we would go to like carnivals we'd go to diners go to eat and he would literally tell me like if you make another face we'll even right now and sure enough, we yeah, would leave. Yeah, well, yeah. gotta go. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's I'm only speaking on it um, in the sense where I know there's a lot of kids that have much tougher situations, or they've been in situations that are just as tough as this. And you know, I'm pretty comfortable with myself now, and I think I'm doing pretty fucking well um, <laughs> in the sense where I'm just I'm happy with where I'm at. So I just like for people that are listening, just know like as long. Like as long as you want to try to make that effort. And yeah. uh, so those are definitely defining points. Once I got to high school, everyone grew up and it was like I'd go to par- – if we went to parties outside the city, everyone partied with each other. So if anyone ever made fun of me, everyone would be like, bro, you did it. Yeah, so once they grew up, everything just it – was, it was all good once kids learned to grow up. That's awesome. I I wish I I wish I would have got that man. That would have been nice, dude. But uh, you know, for me, one, I'm short, so I'm five one, and I'm shortest <laughs> guy like I know. And even like the more messed up thing was like the dude that was shorter than me, like he outgrew me. I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like I had at least one stake over someone, and you fucking went and did that. Yeah. And then it didn't make it any better. I'm a punk rocker, so at that time, right. like I'm wearing tight pants. I'm I got a mohawk. Like, I'm just asking to be teased at that point. And it kind of right. sucked because, like, freshman year when I went in to high school, like, uh, uh, what is it, uh, SHM or SMH or, like, Cottonmouth Kings thing bros oh, yeah. were huge. And, like, and they, they all wore dickies, you know, extra large shirt and stuff like that. And I'm over here sewing up my pants. Like, it wasn't – and then when freshman year came, I mean, uh, uh, senior year came – Everybody's wearing skinny jeans. It's the new freaking uh, thing. Like Lil John's, Lil Wayne's yeah. wearing it. All that, and it's just like, yo, like not, you guys used to make fun of me and burn me for wearing like like skinny anything, and now all of a sudden right. it's an in the, thing. The funny part is when I was in eighth grade, um, like because I listen to a lot of I've listened to hip hop my whole life, but when I was in middle school, I'm gonna be straight up. I listened to like exclusively like Naruto openings. <laughs> 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 And I remember kids would just be like, why are you listening to that? And I literally see, like, people that made fun of me in middle school, they'll post openings on Facebook, uh, like, animes. <laughs> like, 
and look and be like, yo, this shit actually slaps. I'm like, you're like, where have you been? Where yeah, I've, like, that's like, literally welcome. ten years deep. What? Yeah, welcome to the wave. I've been <laughs> on for fifteen years. <laughs> See, and that is kind of a funny thing that that you mentioned right now. That you know, I even really wasn't into anime, although I did like Dragon Ball Z because it was part of Toonami. All my friends, we'd uh, like the three or four people I hung out on my block, we'd run over to uh, to our friend's house. That the only person that had cable out of the three of us. We'd go to right. his house and watch Toonami. And of course, and you know how it was with Dragon Ball Z back in that day. It was like you got to an episode and like they never said like, hey, we don't have any more to dub. So it's going to be a oh. minute. Like you'd be they like, why are started. we why are we back in freaking Frieza when we already got to sell? It's like, no, they, had, they need to dub it. So they restart it randomly and you have to yeah. sit there and watch reruns and stuff. So I remember like watching that and, and whatnot, but I, uh, my cousin was actually the one that really got into like Naruto. Uh, he loves Gundam. Shout out Nando. If you're listening, I doubt you are. And it's a shame that you're not you rap bastard, but uh, he was into Naruto and he was, he's like watched like the full, like 50 years of like Gundam or however long it's been like super into anime, but it seems like anime is on this really big kick right now. You got, uh, originals via, uh, you know, Netflix and stuff like that, man. So, uh, it's it just like, even like the new rappers nowadays that are doing like trap music and stuff like that, like they're singing about anime from time to time. So yeah. the, that wave is just super interesting to see where like, everybody's like, why are you watching those cartoons? And now like, it's like, dude, th- this is amazing. This guy fucking murders someone. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They watch, they watch it for all the, the fights and all that. And it's funny. Cause now like all my friends, that are started getting new to anime, they'll hit me up and be like, yo, Danny, what's some animes I should watch right now? And I'm just like, you've come to the right place. <laughs> By the way, are you wearing an Akira shirt? No, this is actually Yusuke Yurameshi. Yu Yu Hakusho is actually my all-time favorite anime ever oh, Okay, made. I was going to say. I was like, that. that's a dope sweater, man. That's a dope sweater. Speaking of Akira, he was actually a heavy influence for um, a Kanye West music video. I can't tell you the name because the name's escaping me, but he essentially recreated the movie in a music video. Kanye West did? Yep. Just look up Kanye West Akira on YouTube. Hey, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now while we're on this yep. interview. Live <laughs> and real time. We're going to look <laughs> Kanye West Akira music. Yeah, video. yeah. yeah it's, it's, so it's a uh, stronger. Oh my God. I knew stronger. it was going to be this music video. I stronger. knew it was going to be this music video, dude. Yeah, that yeah, makes so sense. He recreated like, uh, like certain scenes. Like there's a scene, um, in the hospital and it's, if you watch the movie, just watch like watch the movie and immediately after you watch the movie, just watch the music. Yeah. Video. Yeah. You know what? That that's a hundred, 110% dead on dude. Like I could see it like frame for frame. For yeah, sure. It, it's pretty wild. I didn't know that until way later because when I watched the music video, that movie was not fresh in my in my mind. Then I watched it, watched it again. I was like, I was like wow. Now, if only he had that like awesome bike oh, that was a part one of it. One sec. Yeah, no worries. All right, guys, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. You're not going to be able to hear it on the podcast, but we're going to take a slight break. Yeah, in fact, I was just uh, watching Akira last night before we started, uh, uh, bef- uh, the night before we were doing this recording. Oh, so yeah, I'm just sitting there and like, man, I got to the point where I was like, 
I'm tired. I need to go to bed right now. <laughs> like I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> so I'm gonna finish. Uh, I'm gonna finish the, the other half. Uh, uh, at, probably after this podcast, to be 100 percent honest. So with that being said, you said that uh, you've um, you you won a couple of talent shows. You've been going around doing yep. the circus. So how was the five year gap now between really putting in your work and rapping <laughs> all the way to where we're at now? Um, honestly, with the last week and a half, it's uh. It's important to know. So one thing I'll say, I've sent you know my music in raps to at this point a thousand review shows, a thousand music reviewers, music critics, and um, the like. Half of them was they would either just kind of shit on it or they'd just be like, "Not, it's not good." But then you know, like when I fifteen thousand people follow me in ten days, it's more in the sense I just wasn't I wasn't. I didn't have the right demographic. So do you feel like you were trying to be a different artist and now that you're being more direct and affiliating with yourself and your daily struggle, you feel like that's the the route that you should have been taking to begin with? Well, it was, I've always had the same sound, but my problem was I kept um, aiming it at the wrong audiences and people that either don't care about the message or just, just pretty much don't care about the message or just they like other things and sometimes before i was kind of taking that as oh well maybe i'm just not good but you know now that like i've hit the right audience now i'm just like um it kind of just solidifies even more i know what i'm doing yeah hell yeah man so from uh from <laughs> so from uh, how do you feel like your rap uh, your your uh your lyrics have progressed from five years back to now <laughs> I think I'm much better at articulating things. Um, I'm my problem before. Sometimes I would uh, slur, not slur my words, but I wouldn't enunciate as much. Um, I've actually started singing too. I didn't start singing until maybe about two, two, three years ago. But when I first started singing, I honestly didn't even have like that good of a voice. But <laughs> now I'm at the point where. I'll post a video of me singing and people are like, Oh my God, you can sing too. And I'm just like, I mean, I try. <laughs> <laughs> so with that so being I, said, did you like, uh, did you look up like YouTube or did you take like singing lessons? Did you learn how no. to like sing from the diaphragm and kind of go, or did you sit with a keyboard and try to hit the notes and be like, okay, this is a C, this is a B, this is a F. Like, how did you go about trying to learn to sing? I used to look up YouTube videos of people like singing cover songs of like every genre, like in uh, karaoke too. Like I'm talking, going from singing like System of a Down aerials <laughs> to uh, a Justin Bieber song to a Bruno Mars song to there's the, a couple YouTubers I follow. I wish I could remember his name, but the song my the song that helped me find my pitch it's called Airplanes and Terminals. Okay. And um, it's with the names are drawing are escaping me, but the song is called Airplanes and Terminals. And I used to sing that song like every single day. And I recorded myself singing it one day and sent it to some of my friends who were like, and these friends, if I send them a song, they'll straight up be like, You suck. Brother. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, That song is dog shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if I send them a song, they're like, Hey, I'm like, Hey. Like, I know. That's awesome. All vibing with each other. I would just sing in my car every every single day. Like I 
even I drive an hour to and from work every single day. So if I'm not rapping, I'm singing when I'm driving. So what? Uh, so nowadays, what type of beat are you playing in your car that you're trying to rap to? Every type of beat that. Um, specifically, though, I stay within the 95 to 100 BPM. Okay, that's smart. So you actually know your range of BPM where you want to be at. Yeah. And for my style that I know I can get well, like a lot of producers will send me beats and it'll be like 150 to 180 BPM. And I'm just like... I'm not like a trip hop artist. I can't... I'm not Busta Rhymes. I'm not trying to yeah. do anything. <laughs> I try to... Um, and it's funny too. I used to not have a good flow at all. I mean... Some people probably don't think my flow's good, but <laughs> so the flow I have now, my best friend's older sister's boyfriend at the time. One night we were uh, we had a party, and he said something to me, and it it just like everything just clicked. He said, "Bro, so when you're writing the beats, he was like the drum kit in the back. He was like." Every single word at the end of your bar, he's like, it has to hit the same exact time the drum mm -hmm. hits. So mm -hmm. he's like, every time it hits, he's like, they have to sync up. Mm -hmm. And true. it just, I don't know. It's just like, I remember the next day I was in my car and I put a beat on and I just, I wasn't even saying lines. I was just making sure I said a word. And then it just, I went back to school because it was like, it was during like Christmas break. And I remember I went back to school and I was showing some of my friends and they're like, yo, that flow's crazy. And it's, <laughs> yeah, everything, it was, it was just nuts how one thing can kind of change how you learn something. So are you working on like a mixtape? Are you trying to put out anything like that? Or what's the, what's the next big step for you? So, uh, or even actually before we jump into that, we should jump yep. into, you know, that video was shared. And I mean, I could be wrong, but it almost seems, I feel like that video is starting to go viral, which uh, you posted at the time that we're recording on May 29th, which is an mm -hmm. awesome TikTok, man. And just great, great flow. Thank and you. like, not only that, but like just straight, you were straightforward with it, dude. And I was, it, it like, it for me it hit me really hard and everybody knows that listens to this podcast if there's one thing i pay attention to as much as i love the beat and i will turn off a song if i don't care for the beat but the lyrics if they're not hitting home and they don't feel like they're real or genuine i'm just like i don't want to listen to this shit and right. that particular flow dude it was just damn man like the you know don't make me cry man like it was just yeah. like fuck dude like yeah. that sucks and it's just like you're just like I'm just trying to live life at this point. So how, how was it going about that? Were you having a stressful day and you just went into your car and just started to record this beat? Or what exactly happened to come uh, to making this yeah. video on May 29th? So I made <clears throat> I started using TikTok like a week and a half ago. I made the TikTok account like maybe like a year ago. I posted like three videos, never looked at it again. And um, it actually there's this group on facebook called the 50 bar challenge that i'm part of okay and the started it is this guy jfk for those who don't know who static selecta is he's a very and he's a very very respected dj in the in the world of hip-hop like if you look at his albums all of the top tier like mcs and pretty much anyone who's uh like a rapper is has worked with static selecta and his business partner um who also executive produces all of his albums is this guy named JFK that I actually uh, know from Lynn through mutual friends. He started this group and I 
where you post a video of you rapping over 50 bars. And I don't know if anyone's tried to rap 50 bars straight. It's not easy. That's <laughs> that's like three and a half verses. No, that's there. Yeah, that that's about. It's almost three verses. Yeah, because a verse is isn't it sixteen bars? Sixteen. Yeah. And um, you know, sixteen, thirty-two, forty-eight. That's three verses and two extra bars. So I kept posting videos, and just because I wanted to start rapping again, you know, we're in quarantine. And then I was like, you know what? Let me start using TikTok again. I have some content. Let me cut these up. I'll upload them as like different videos. And one day before I was going into work, I was like, I haven't posted anything today. And I, I was just, just in one of my moods where I just wasn't just feeling good. And I was trying, and I was like, you know what? This, I heard, I put the beat on. It was like a playlist and I'm cycling through beats. And right when the beat played, it's weird. Sometimes immediately I know exactly which verse out of like the hundred I've written that I'm going to say. And it just like, that's one of the most important verses to me I've ever written personally. And it just like, it just came up and I was just like, this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And then it just, once I spit the first line, I kind of just like went off in another world. But I also watched it back and I was like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm gonna post it anyways. I I liked how I did it, but whatever. So I go into work and like two hours later, it's like, you have fifty thousand views. I was like, oh my god, that's <laughs> greatest. <laughs> yeah. And then it just kinda I remember going to bed and it was like, You have a hundred I woke up and it was like, You have hundred and fifty thousand views and I literally spent just every minute just replying to comments, trying to uh I feel bad. There's so many people that followed me and I wanted to follow them back, but it's like, I got banned from commenting three different times. Yeah. Cause, cause I, you're doing so do it so many times. And what the, basically the algorithm that Instagram or other things are using yeah. or that technically you're spamming. The only reason that that happens is because the algorithm in it, if you do like, if you comment more than like 20 times on something, it'll be like, you're right. just spamming, which you're not at that point. At that point, you're yeah. re fucking replying, which you think like, they'd yeah. be able to figure that out. I was like, I ain't a bot. I'm a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then from there, it's like, hey, like you got to cut that. Same thing with following where you can only follow up to 100 people. And then after that 100, it's like, no, we're, we're not going to we're not going to allow you to, to continue to do that. So you, you just man that. Uh, like I said, dude, that video, my boy sent it to me. I forgot what Instagram he was on. But he sent it to me, and I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, like this is dope, man. And it, it just hit me right in the feels, dude. So that was awesome. So it's been about, yeah, uh, it's been about like two weeks since it's dropped now. And like I said, you're yeah. getting a whole bunch of followers and a whole bunch of love, man. So what's uh, uh, what's the next step? What do you think you're gonna do from here? So I actually just finished my first single that I will be putting on Spotify, Apple Music, and a couple other things. I the only thing. There's one more thing I have to do with the mixing, and then that's going to be good to go to drop. I was going to drop it this week, but, I mean, as much as I've been promoting myself and all that, I've also just been, with everything that's been going on, I just, I wanted to just focus on other things yeah. first. Yeah, of course. Just because I just feel there's there's a lot of people that, you know, I do feel need to hear my voice, but right now, it's I just felt like for a couple of days I should just kind of, mm -hmm sidestep that and i can put my single out a little way later if yeah. it means more people that will be heard you know yeah exactly so like currently right now when we're recording uh this will probably drop 
about two or three weeks after. But currently, we're, it seems like I'm not going to say it's settled, but at this point, we have a hundred million dollars from Jordan that's going to be uh, donated over the next ten years, as well as yeah. uh, the Air Jordans that are going to uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I don't want to mm-hmm. say I will say movement, if you will. So. Uh, NCAACP and a few other uh, charities that are helping to equalize uh, the United States. We also have um, Disney that put $20 million in. We have a whole bunch of people that have put in uh, several million dollars to try to help to really, um, you know, just eliminate eliminate racism at this point even to the yeah. point where we have steve carell we have uh i forgot who john legend's wife is but they're bailing people out that are getting arrested for protesting it also steve carell is actually one of my all-time favorite celebrities and i didn't know that and that just proves to me even more i'm so glad he's i like that just proves to me how much of an amazing person he already yeah. is. That's great. I didn't know that. And wow. that's exactly how I felt like when when I saw J. Cole protesting because I was like, cool, like this dude backs up what he says. Yeah, and he's not posting about it too. Other no. people were taking pictures of him. He, he's like like him, Kendrick Lamar. There's a lot of, a lot of other uh, artists as well. I know I saw a video of Little Yachty. Um, there's so many. I can't even like go and name off all of them, but... It's awesome. Like, and then you have Killer Mark, Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. Oh, yeah. And He's someone always... even posted their, like, Killer Mike for president. I was like, yo. <laughs> well, he, uh, he's been doing debates and uh, things like that for a long time. Has he? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know I how long, know. but I do know he has a history of, uh, like, not only is he trying to fight what he raps about, but he's going about it the correct way. So Same with, thing with J. Cole and Kendrick and all them, too. With that being said, I know I know it's not right, but if you could choose a celebrity to go into the White House, who would you choose? If I could choose a celebrity to go into the White House? Yeah. I already Ooh. got mine, man. I already got mine. Du- Dwayne oh, The Rock Johnson for me, dude. Who? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, man. Dwayne Johnson. That's, you know what's funny? His name was... Uh, He's one of the people that went through my mind, and I was like, Can I, I'm trying to think if, if there's anyone else that isn't the wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Um, you just got to be a little I, nervous because Vince McMahon tried my, might try to get his hand in, in, in political view and stuff oh after my that. Goodness, dude. He'll, he'll end up forming a whole other country. <laughs> the same thing he did to wrestling. Yeah, I know you guys got this going on, but now we got this over here. You'll come over. <laughs> Um, oh man I don't know man either Keanu Reeves or The Rock oh shit yeah there you go man Keanu Reeves (laughs) it it would be I hate to say it it would be the worst debate because he'd be like here's what I'm thinking and you're just like no he just lost dude (laughs) like we love you as a person you're a horrible public speaker (laughs) I try to follow politics but I'll be honest like there's uh, there's so much you have to learn to really have a full uh, – you can't just read a couple articles and be like, this is how I feel. It's like you have to look at everything from the whole. Yeah, exactly. So the single that's going to be coming out, did did you make yep. the beat or did you work with someone else on making the beat? I actually uh, found it and I bought it from the producer, reached out to him, and I was like, hey, I noticed this is on your page. You know, I bought um, 
the premium lease, which allows me to for monet. This is one thing too. If you're an artist upcoming, it's important to make sure you own beats because say you drop a song and it blows up, that producer is going to be like, "Hey, bruh, yep, was my money?" Mm-hmm. And it, it could possibly it happened to Mac Miller. But uh, so I reached out to him, and uh, he saw my TikTok video actually. Uh, congratulated me because I sent him the video. He didn't just like randomly see it. Yeah, yeah. I sent him it, and he actually was like, "Yo, I'm absolutely like I'm willing to cut you a deal." So I'm actually waiting for him to respond to find out how much for the exclusive rights to it. But I will be getting the exclusive rights to the beat, just to make sure that all my bases are covered, because I do feel good about the song. And with everyone that's you know been listening to me, let's just say all fifteen thousand people right now listen to it 10 times 150,000 streams and it would have capped out at 500,000 i would have i could potentially reach my cap in a month you know yeah yeah exactly so also with that being said uh how are you uh, for some people that may not know behind the scenes you had stuff uh bandcamp's cool soundcloud i mean i don't know if soundcloud rappers are even popping up that much anymore but one of the big things that you want to do when you put out your music is sometimes put it out through like tunecore or I think uh, yeah. CD Baby and stuff like that. I plan on using DistroKid. Okay, and then with that being said, you're using DistroKid. Now, uh, what per- why, why in particular are you going to be using that website? Now, just to inform the listeners, these three websites, what they will do is they will upload your song to uh, to Spotify, iTunes, all of them. But you have to read the fine contract on some of it because sometimes you're playing Correct. monthly, sometimes you have a flat fee, sometimes they're like, yo, once you hit here and make this much we're going to take a percentage after the fact. So with mm-hmm. that being said, why did you choose that particular website? So the reason why I chose uh, DistroKid, I was actually trying to figure out which one to use. And an artist I'm actually friends with on Facebook that I added a while ago. I don't know if anyone has heard of the artist Mass of Man. Look him up on YouTube. Dude is makes amazing, amazing music. He makes very good music. And, uh, you know, he has a really good ball. He has, like, I think, like, 75,000 subscribers or something. Some of his videos have, like, millions and millions of views. And uh, he does really well. And he reached out to me and basically was just like, yo, dude, like, when it comes to artists, like, all the checkbox you need to, you know, really do this for a living. He's like, not only do you hit every checkbox. He's like, but I saw the video. He's like, I just had to reach out because that was the fucking, it was so dope. And so we were talking about, you know, potentially doing something in the future. Hell and he's yeah. like, how do you plan on distributing music? And he mentioned DistroKid about, so if you feature with artists, uh, I believe you pay about $20 as a flat fee. You pay, you could pay like up to like 35 for like extra benefits. Um, don't quote me on the numbers because I don't <laughs> know the numbers exactly, but I know it's very cheap. In, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, like 30, 35 bucks, hella cheap. And DistroKid, basically, whatever artists you also feature with, uh, whatever money is made, the profit. Oh, is you could split it amongst the between. artists. Yeah, it's split. I believe, I'm pretty sure other distributions do that as well. I think TuneCore does. I don't know how it works, but he was just like, look, I've tried, I've, you know, I've tried them all. And for me, DistroKid has been the most profitable. It's been the one that is, you know, for what I'm doing works the most. He was like, so. He was like, I would look into it. He was like, but you should, you know, check out DistroKid. And I was looking up everything on DistroKid. And 
you know, it just, I liked everything they have to offer. So that's the service I'll be using. Hell yeah. So make sure we guys, uh, probably by the time this podcast drops, you're going to be able to listen to that single, man. So with that yeah, being so, said, are you ramping up to try to put out an album? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm working on my tape. Um, the intro is actually done. So my the name of my tape is called Pinocchio. <laughs> and why is and, that? Uh, so Pinocchio is a puppet that wants to be a real boy. And, you know, puppets are these toys that have strings and they don't move on their own. You have to, the puppeteer is the one that moves it. And I thought of Pinocchio, it just came to me one night when I was, uh, I was actually freestyling and the song came on and I was just like, I came up with this, these lines, just, it's a representation for Tourette's and the line was, I'm sick of all these strings, man, I wish you let go because I'm sick of doing things that's just out of my control. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of, it re- like really a million ideas popped in my head. Yeah. And then I just kept, I was like, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know, it just, it was like, it just seemed like the perfect name and the perfect way to kind of explain kind of how I felt growing up, you know, living with Tourette's. I just, you know, I felt like, this puppet who just wanted to be wanted to be a real kid. Yeah. So with that also being said, you know, how is it living with Tourette's now? Do you have a message for anybody that is living with it currently? You know, it's it's challenging. It's to this day it's still challenging. Like honestly, a couple times a week I have people think I'm rolling my eyes, especially at work. I work in customer service for the trains. And I'll be talking to people and in the middle of me talking, they're like, what why are you rolling your eyes at me right now? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I have Tourette's. And it goes one of two ways. No, one of three ways. They either get very offended and they think I'm lying, which doesn't happen as often anymore. Or they get extremely apologetic about, and they feel really bad. And then the third, they're just like, they just kind of, they don't even acknowledge it. And they just carry on with what, whatever complaint or whatever they were uh, saying. It it's literally sums up the only like it, that sums up America like in a yeah. nutshell. They're either extremely Kinda. apologetic, don't give a shit, or want to fucking argue with you about it for some odd damn reason. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. never any other three options. You're like, yeah. I get the full spectrum <laughs> while doing this yeah. now, man. And and that's got to be rough too because you're in customer service. You're there trying to help the person, and they're like, yeah. dude, you're being a dick, and you're like, I'm not. Like I swear to God, if I if if I could not do this, I wouldn't. Now, with that being yeah. said, is Tourette something that, like, can you take a medication or do any, anything with that at all? So I took medicine my entire life up until I was 18. And the side effects were just way worse. And, you know, the like, it, it would help, but not by much. And the way I looked at it, I'm like, look, dude, if, if this ain't fully stopping it, I'm just... What's I just point? decided I'm, I'm going to learn how to live with this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is what it is. Like other people have things they have to live with. If they can live with something that is the struggle, then so can I. Cause I mean, it's, I have a little more obstacles, but it's like, cause it's also not only the motor tics, you know, it's a learning disability. Um, the OCD is a very big part of it. Yeah. And the, the OCD is actually why we tick because I, it's an obsessive, like my body has an obsession with making these moves and it's like, yo, dude, you got to make this move or you're going to feel mad uncomfortable. It also, 
and it's different for everyone. I'm only speaking on my experience, what I've had. Uh, it also involves like intrusive thoughts. It's like basically you get all these different thoughts in your head that like aren't, they're not your thoughts. And it's just like it's always like taboo thoughts. Like even something as simple as someone's like, yo, don't open that door. Am I headed? I'm just like, someone's like, yo, bro, you got to open that door. You got to yeah. open that door. Go open that door. Go open that door. You got to open that. And it's, but it's like over and over and over. Or sometimes I'll watch a movie or hear a song and a certain line from a movie won't even be anything like Relevant. important, yeah. but the line will repeat over and over in my head for hours, like all day long. And so, and it's like, it's one of the biggest reasons why I have such a tough time keeping focus on things that I'm only half interested in. Because if it's not, it has to be more interesting. And it basically has to be a strong enough interest to be able to overcome the obsess- the obsessiveness that's going on in my head. That, so that's pretty interesting because that means that all the rhymes and everything that you've been doing, you're, you're literally putting 110% into it. So yeah. with that being said, uh, how is your writing process? How do you go about writing? Do you just do you just write anything at all? Are you watching TV and you're like, I'm going to write about this TV show? Or how exactly do you go about just uh, writing down your lyrics? So honestly, 90% of my writing is, free, is from freestyles. Really? But I, I also freestyle five times a day. Okay. Like when I wake up, before I go to bed, like I'll sit on my porch when I'm driving to work. If I'm driving anywhere. Even if my girlfriend's driving, sometimes she gets pissed because I'll be sitting there and like show a music playing and like in my head, I'll be rapping t- to the beat of whatever <laughs> song's playing. <laughs> and she's like, are you even listening to me? And I'm and I'm, I'm like, I just thought of the most fire bar and I'll write it down. <laughs> so but she's like, what the hell, man? You're like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I just got to write this down real quick. <laughs> I, I actually thought of probably one of my favorite anime bars a couple weeks ago because I was watching Dragon Ball Super and I was just re-watching scenes on YouTube because sometimes I like re-watching like scenes I like and in like the recommendation it was like rappers that use anime references and I was like I'm gonna try and th- like think of some like dope Dragon Ball Z lines because most of them are some corny shit like pop off and I pop another sensu beam like it's just just basic stuff yeah, and yeah. I was just like I want to think of something good getting to the meat and, and bones of it yeah yeah and I thought of this line I thought of two lines it said uh, I rap what I go through but everybody needs me man I feel like Goku which is a simple one but then it was they heard him losing but I think you hear it wrong I got the weight of the world on my shoulders like a spirit bomb huh, and I was like go. oh my god there you go Yes. And like, yes. I just, I don't know, because I remember, because he, he, it was when he was fighting, I don't know how well you know Dragon Ball Super, but he was fighting this guy named Jaren, and he was doing a, a spirit bomb. Was that was in like, like that yo. new contest of like, like when Beer was in the w- tournament of power? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think after that, didn't he have to fight Blink or whatever his name was? It was right before he went Ultra Instinct, because yeah. basically the, the spirit bomb swallowed him up. And I remember he had a spirit bomb, and I was like, I could think of a bar about the spirit bomb, but it, like, I want it, I don't want it to be like corny. Like, I'm getting big like a spirit bomb. <laughs> and like, I just saw him with his hands up, and I'm like, I was like, weight of the world. I was like, because he's getting energy from everyone in the world. I was, I was like, yeah. And it just, sometimes it just clicks. Look, but I'm, then sometimes it's just, 
filler. I'm not. I'm not saying you should do this, but all I'm saying is Krillin is the most powerful human on Earth. You got to think about that, man. So maybe oh, give Krillin a little bit of love. <laughs> like, think about it, dude. Everybody else is half, half super, uh, half Saiyan, full Saiyan. Alien, like Piccolo, all of them. Krillin is the only one, 100% blood, not like, not Yoncha, or like, like, literally has surpassed all of them, dude, and comes in with the Destructo disc. Dude, Frieza mimics the Destructo disc, for yeah. God's sake. Like, you gotta think about that a little. Look at, and on top of it, once again, I'm short, I'm 5'1, Krillin's my idol, bro. <laughs> He's yeah. I was like, yo, some of my size could get down. I'm I'm cool with that. He's you know, he's not the greatest in the world. <laughs> he I think he died once, but you know, it's cool. Yeah. I love Krillin, love Krillin, man. So with that being said, I think we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna end it. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna put your flow that uh that I heard on Instagram. Uh, at the end of this podcast or uh awesome and then of course make sure to email us right when uh right when your single gets put out so we'll put it on yeah, the podcast now with that being said uh where can we find you on the internet man so right now just on tiktok and instagram okay and um hold on there's a bunch of noise in the background right now no worries that is uh so, danny danny w h eight one five so a one four. A one four. Sorry, I apologize. Danny W H eight one four. Man, that's where yes. we can find on uh, your Instagram videos. and TikTok, and that is where I will be posting on where, when, and where my music will be posted. Hell yeah, man! And also, with that being said, do you got anything else coming up other than dropping the single in the near future? I have a, so the single, the tape I'm working on. Hopefully, I have a video coming soon as well. But there's also the series that I'm starting on TikTok. And it actually, a bunch of kids were messaging me. And it's kids that write raps, but they don't feel comfortable enough to rap it themselves. So I'm actually doing a series where I rap other people's raps, recite other people's poems. Oh, hell yeah. Just so their message can get out there. Because, you know, my main, the main point of my platform is I want everyone to feel heard. Because it's important. Because that's one of my biggest issues growing up. I never felt like I was heard. And so I'm starting this series. And it's I posted a video basically saying, hey, guys, if you guys have anything you want to send me. And I've got mad messages. And so it's going to involve me memorizing what they wrote, picking a beat that I can rap it to. and But that's another series that I'm working on, too. But I'm really excited to do it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so excited. Make sure, send us anything and everything, dude. That, that yeah, Anything you have your hand in, dude. Or sp- especially any of your crew, anybody that, that's rapping, send them our way. We'll make sure to promote them and yeah. bring them on the co- podcast. Absolutely. So with that Thanks being so said, yeah, no worries, dude. Fucking thank you so much. Once again, you shouldn't thank me too much. It was actually Daniel, our co-host. I was like, yo, you got to check this out. Like, And Shout he knows me. He knows my music like to a T. He's like, you're going to fucking love this shit. And I was like, all right. And of course, Daniel knows me. I never shine him on. So anything he sends... I fucking 110% pay attention and I clicked it. I was like, yo, this is dope, dude. Like, we gotta, if we could get him on the podcast, I want him on the podcast. And he's like, I knew you would say that. (laughs) Try to reach out to him. And I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. That's funny. So thank you so much, man. We appreciate you coming on. Once again, you guys, that is That's Live Podcast. I am your host, MTR. Damn it, you know why you're here. Until next (laughs) time, you guys. Later. I write raps about living with Tourette's Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. 
I got a job and see a customer complain. They said I'm rude because I made a funny face. I wish it ain't gonna know, you know? There's things my body does, it's just out of my control. And I just want to be alone, you know, trading my position. It gets annoying, this is something that I live with. You think I like twitching? I chose to have these symptoms. I can never be in public without judgment being given. It's the reason I don't need these nightmares in my dreams. It's more than just a tick. I wanna just be me. I wanna just be normal for the world to finally see that I can do this. I wanna just be free. I'm normal like the rest, and it's just somebody with Tourette's. I wanna show them who I am, but I just stumbled through distress. I'm feeling out of place. I'm sick of wasting all my breath. They only think swearing's the only way to have Tourette's. It's more than that. I make faces as apparent. I'm sick of all the ignorance. They never understand it. I mean, can I do this? Man, we don't know. All this.